Hello, crew. Welcome to another Clover Pack podcast, the podcast that are always random. We record these, of course, live so you guys can participate out there in the chat while we record these. Uh, matter of record, February 17th, 2021. And we've got Mr. Keith with EAA. For those that are not familiar with EAA Corp, that's uh, European American Armory. Uh, and they import such brands as uh, Grisson, Tangfolio, uh, Akar, and Y-Rock. Is that correct, Keith? Or am I missing one? That's oh, awesome. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's jump right in. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to screen share here, I think. And then we can talk about the, the new arrivals there on the homepage. If you're out there in the... Uh, in the online world, you have access to do that to uh, access eaacorp.com. Then do that. Follow along with us if you so choose. But yeah, I'm going to talk about some of these real quick. Uh, if you don't mind, of course, Keith. But let's scroll down here. And uh, yeah, you were talking about, I'm assuming these, these Akar Churchill, you said we've got them um in the pump variety, I'm assuming by looking there, the pump is the 620. The semi-auto is the 220. Um, right. And that's the home defense you were talking about, correct? Yeah, we brought out uh, just recently and started advertising the 18 and a half inch with the pistol grip, uh, the integral optics on it. So we called uh, uh, Optics Tactical. We ship it with the optics, and then it's semi-auto or pump. It came out very nice. I'm very mm -hmm. happy with that project. Right. It allows you to have a home defense shotgun without all the recoil of 12-gauge. And you have the optics. The optics are machined into the receiver. The rail is part of the receiver. So when you bring it up, the red dot is right in your field of view. Right. Now that being the the Akar in the in a twenty gauge, the Akar Churchill, um, how how much different? I mean, if if somebody was looking, somebody wanted a twelve gauge as opposed to the twenty, do they got to shift over to the Gerson for that, or does do they no. make the Churchill in the twelve as well? We make the Churchill uh, and pump and twelve gauge. Okay. And then we do the Gerson for semi-auto. Gotcha. 12-gauge semi-auto, unless it's left-handed version, it is Gerson. If okay. left-handed version, it's a call. Okay. That's interesting. Now, the, the semi-auto, as far as the action, because I've got the, the MC312 Sport here, I've had it for a few months, uh, playing around with it. Amazing shotgun. Um, I don't have a lot of extensive experience with the Benelli's and the Brownings and the Berettas and the much higher dollar, you know, brands. Um, but it, it's definitely one of the one of the smoothest, best shotguns that I've ever I've ever shot in that Gerson MC three twelve. The um, the semi auto, as far as the action and everything, is it is it similar to that MC three twelve? No, when we go down to twenty gauge or twenty eight gauge, they're both gas operated. Ah, okay. The MC312 is inertia. Um, the Akar 20 or 28 gauge semi-auto are both gas operated. Okay, I got you. Um, 
and I'm guessing they do that with the 12 to offset the heavier recoil. Is that kind of why they're, they're doing that? No, just um, when I ran into the Gerson uh, inertia, it just worked so well that that was the 12-gauge mm -hmm. right-hand version that we adopted. Right. And we right. cover pretty much all the categories on that MC312 now, from sporting to home defense to hunting. We pretty much cover everything. Yeah, if we jump over there, I think I can do that right quick. Um, just for everybody, just to kind of check those out. Um, yeah, I was noticing that when I was working on uh, working on some of the video stuff with that MC312 Sport. Um, is that you go into that thing here and yeah, you've you've got the you've got the pistol gripped option, you got the regular stock option, you got different colors in the receiver, even got a wood option here. Yeah, uh, we on the sporting versions we enhance the loading port on all of them. Mm -hmm. We put larger controls, and we made the optics uh, integral on the uh, the three gun version. Mm -hmm. Well, I can see even here on the uh, on the one with the wood furniture, the receiver is the same. You've still got that integrated rail, right? Yeah, I believe that that I believe we ship it that way. I, that one I got to check on. Right. I've had several people that have kind of expressed interest in uh, in the one with the wood, which is which is interesting, but you know, I guess if you were, uh, if you were hunting or something like that, maybe you needed a good shotgun for turkey hunting or something along that lines. Um, you certainly could go this route. I think the, I think for duck or, you know, anything that you, you might be dealing with, uh, water and weather related issues, probably the synthetic <laughs> furniture, uh, yeah, be we'll a little, bring, be a little better for you. We'll bring out, maybe later this year um a 28 inch like a goose gun but oh wow the optics will make the optics uh will machine the receiver for the optics everything so that you have a um best of all worlds i guess for a goose gun mm -hmm. and that idea was given to me when i worked the uh the nra show in harrisburg last year and then with the COVID, everything getting right crazy i didn't get it implemented so uh it'll be later this year if not the beginning of next year right and i know that's plagued a, a lot of folks you've got the um you know that's shut down i mean i'm i'm guessing that affect you affected you guys with in a lot of different aspects right especially with it being a global issue because it you know not just it's not just affected things here in the country but you know, overseas with the manufacturing stuff as well. Is it, did it, uh, was it some issues for those guys as well dealing with that? You go, it's almost like uh, waves. You have no problem for a month or two, <laughs> and then you have a bunch of problems. Right. And then it seems it goes away for a while and then it comes back again. And it's can be from, uh, we fly most everything, it can be from, you know, space on the aircraft or aircraft flying to mm -hmm. uh, suppliers for the manufacturers from heat treat supplier could be they could lose their heat treat supplier for two weeks because they had, you know, multiple cases of COVID. Right. Um, in the factory, you could lose a department. You could lose a department that does uh, the finish area because mm -hmm. of COVID. So it kind of just goes in waves. 
Yeah. It's essentially the same one. Do you, do you find it's starting to get better? I think we're just all getting used to it. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if it's getting better, but... <laughs> kind of learning how to manage is what you're saying. I think that's what's happening yeah. is we're learning how to manage. manage. Right. Now, as far as I'm sure everybody out there that's that's uh, watching and listening, uh, they know all about the the panic buying, the whatever you want to call it. Uh, ammunition's hard to come by. Most firearms are hard to come by. Um, how are y'all in in that respect as far as being able to get things to the end purchaser, to that consumer, into the stores and and things like that? We've we're flying. Um, two to three times a week cargo. Okay. So we're, and we're uh, shipping priority out of us. Now this week with uh, the ice or snowstorm, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. um, and affecting a lot of the country, we have cargo sitting at different warehouses around the country that stop. Um, but, you know, we keep flying it. We're not right by ocean. So we've been able to keep the supply fairly consistent, uh -huh. except for the occasional hiccup because of COVID or uh, no space on the aircraft. Uh, last week was Valentine's uh, week, so the space at the airport where we land was limited warehouse space or limited space on the aircraft. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, I know I've, I've been getting some comments, especially with that MC-312 Sport. Uh, you know, people picking up different versions of the 312 in general. Um, and I've been, I've been surprised. The reason I wanted to ask that question sounds like you guys are, are able to keep a pretty steady flow of stock uh, coming in. And, you know, I was kind of curious about that because with most of the shops and the stores I've been in, I mean, the shelves are just nearly bare. And so it's interesting to keep getting comments and hearing from people about, Hey, I just picked one of these up. I just, I just bought one of these. Um, and I'm thinking, wow, how how lucky are you, right, to be able be able to get one in uh, in this day and age? Um, now the rogue banshee out there. When we're talking about the different shotguns, he he's asking, do they come with choke tubes? And I know, correct me if I'm right. That's what I was fixing to say. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that MC312 Sport came with five, which is unusual. I mean, three, maybe four, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, we ship with five. Um, it is the uh, the mobile choke. The Breda mobile choke is the thread pattern. Oh, okay. And okay. Also on your sports and your gobbler on the Gerson MC three one two, the mag tube thread is the eight seventy thread pattern, and there is a little bushing that ships that can. Uh, fill the space if you end up using a 870 mag tube cap or extension or whatever you're using. Oh, okay. You know, I haven't got that question yet. Um, at least, most people, at least realize, most people don't realize we did that. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a pretty smart move, <laughs> right? That's your most, that's probably your most common, one of your most common, uh, shotguns as far as accessories. So yeah. we did the same thing. Uh, Though a car has been slower because of the, the crazy times, a car is on their 12-gauge. Uh, I think the newer ones probably are changed over to that uh -huh. same thread pattern. 
and even on the 20 gauge, uh, the thread pattern is all scheduled to be the 870, you know, whether it's 12 or 20, that thread pattern. Right. Well, that's good to know. I'm going to have to go shopping for a, uh, a mag tube extension now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just checking the uh, checking the chat out there. Remember, if y'all are out there live, first of all, welcome, and then second of all, uh, throw some uh, throw some questions out there uh, if you have any for uh, for Keith or myself here as we're talking. With the um, so moving along, just looking at the new arrivals here, um, the the new ten millimeter that that MC uh, nineteen eleven Hunter is that. Um, I'm I'm gonna guess Tankfolio has ten millimeter, don't they? But is this the outside of Tankfolio, is this the first ten millimeter y'all gotten? Outside of Tankfolio, yes. Gersano, okay. I think it's two years ago I asked for it. Uh-huh. And then at the end of last year they submitted their samples. We ran endurance tests. Um they're a little behind because of availability of ammunition uh, found a <laughs> right. source for them now right uh, and so that should clear itself up mm-hmm. now what prompted you to to ask them about that was it the, the rise in popularity that we're kind of seeing with 10 millimeter hunting you know you, mm-hmm. 10 millimeter seems to be on the tempolio uh hunter we seem to have a lot of demand and a lot of people interested so I said, you know, let's let's kick out a ten millimeter on Gerson. Right. So the supply is, you know, more consistent in the uh and it's on a nineteen eleven design. Well and the and the the price point probably as far as the consumer is concerned, probably a little bit cheaper than the yeah, ten polio, no, isn't it? I don't think anybody'll touch that six inch barrel, you know, with all the nice sights, everything done on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think no one's gonna touch that gun at that price range. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's uh, exciting to see that. And, and of course, they've um, they've been doing the 1911s for, for quite some time. Right. I noticed there's some nine millimeters, yeah. some compact versions. We have uh, a full size uh, government. We have a commander. We have an officer in the Grisson 1911s. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see the new optics that's coming out that we brought out for the MC9, the what we call the uh, I think it's the ultimate uh, on the Gerson uh, 1911 SC ultimate mm-hmm. that optics will eventually be uh, made for that gun. There will be no adapter plate. The top of the slide will be machined. Um, it's going to be a really nice carry gun, and I might mm-hmm. even try to eventually make that gun in 10 millimeter. Today it's nine and 45 and maybe we'll try that officer in 10 millimeter later right uh archangel out there he's saying the the aas are nice but pricey man i would argue that they're pretty they're pretty competitive compared to other things for what you're getting said it wouldn't mind a 10 millimeter or 45 acp in a double stack 1911 already working on it (laughs) <laughs> yeah that seems to be seems to be the thing the only companies that i'm aware of and they're no longer really in business uh was was para ordinance or, or para usa yeah. you know remington bought them out years ago and dissolved them and um but they were they were really pushing those those double stack 1911s so uh, already 
already on the books. It's already uh, <laughs> a planned project. So it's coming, Archangel. Okay. Hang tight. It's coming. And on 1911s, I don't think anybody is, for what we have and fit and finish and features, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody's uh, as competitive as we are. Uh, they, yeah, I mean that's that's what I was getting at when when Archangel out there was talking about you know it being pricey. It's all it's all relative and it's all a matter of perspective. Um, and so and we'll we'll get into the probably the regards and some other things here shortly. But that um, regards in four uh, that you guys sent out that thing for the price point is absolutely, I mean, you can't beat it. It's amazing with all of the extras. I, I, I swear to you, it's maybe even better than a bone stock Beretta 92. I would almost, almost, maybe not quite, but almost feel comfortable saying that. And it's more akin to something like the Beretta 92 X, which is way more as far as the, the price point. Right. Um, and the fit and finish, like you're talking about, I don't doubt it on the 1911s because the fit and finish on that regard is just so darn good. And, and as well as the, the MC312 Sport. Um, it's, it's amazing what they're, what they're turning out. Uh, a lot of people have concerns about some of the imported stuff and some of the Turkish stuff and whatever, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I tell them all the time. I, I'm like, well, if you... If you think about it, the Turks have been in the arms business for centuries. <laughs> yeah. You know, so they, they've kind of got a history with it. And I think that kind of plays, is that kind of the sense you get when you're talking to the factories and stuff over there? Is they, they really kind of have a passion for it? Gerson, um the owners are active day to day. And when the owners are active in a factory, it makes all the difference in the world. I I would have to uh, say to you that Gerson, I would I would stack the regard up against the bread anytime. Mm -hmm. I mean, the regard is it just we customers buy it, happy with it. It just works. Um, we've run endurance tests on it, and if you tear down a regard and tear down uh, the competition. You'll see the difference just by looking at the gun. I, mm -hmm. You don't. I don't have to say anything else. Right. Uh, right. Get a hold yeah. Competition and get a hold of a regard in a shop and tear them both down side by side and in your soul. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I own the Taurus PT92s. I own several Berettas. Um, and yeah, it's you know I'm coming from. It's not like I've I've got the regard and I have no baseline of comparison on it um you know i've taken this this uh this gen 4 and you know put it on the bench especially next to a taurus i mean it makes the and a lot of people like the they like the frame safety of the taurus and they get really hung up on that as opposed to the um already done already right. shipping um that's the gen 3 right right ship, uh all done everything done it's just that the demand has been so crazy. Exactly. We're trying to fill some of the, the current production SKUs before we bring out more SKUs. Right. Right. Now the um, since we're on the since they're on the regard here, the let me see if I can back this uh, window up. 
the uh, the MC. I had some I had some questions um, once before, and I don't remember if you answered it or, or somebody else had answered it for me. But um, the regard MC that's is that the base model? Most basic, yes. Okay. Okay, and so the difference between the MC and the Gen Four, because uh, I got in a, I got in a conversation in the comments on one of my videos a few days ago with a guy. It turns out he's got the MC, um, but he was talking about the trigger in it, um, and I'm like, well, mine is way better than that. <laughs> yep. well, so, but there that's an upgraded in the Gen Four, right? Yep, Gen Four has the better trigger, has the uh, decocker um it is all the bells and whistles so you have a an entry level gun which is the mc and then you can go an mcbx which is the threaded barrel and the g10 grips uh -huh. and then you can go to uh the gen 4 if it's safety on the slide and safety on the frame is a gen 3. all atf approved you know everything is done on the gen 3 except for finding space in production right now right right i know you had told me uh several months back i think that you guys were, were actually working on that so that's that's good uh poor conservative uh talking about the uh tank folios out there so it's very competitive price wise especially for us 40 guys so um yeah let's jump over there is there anything new keith that you're aware of with with the uh, tank folio here Campolio is pretty much uh, stagnant this year because they want a big military contract and they're busy. Oh, it. okay. Wow. That's so interesting. The supply of Campolio is limited this year. I don't suspect that that will change until the later part of 2021. Okay. So they're trying to get that, uh, that contract fulfilled, obviously, and it's situated. Yeah. Well, and that's standard production. It's not competition guns. Yeah, do, have they? Do you know if they've gotten any military done any military contracts before? Because that's interesting. You you think military contract? Tanfolio is not one of the companies that comes to mind with something like that. They've done over the years smaller. This is the the larger one that they've had. You know, in the last years, mm -hmm. um, they've done stuff for special forces around the world you know not our special forces but other countries right so they've done work around the world but this is the largest military that has the tampolio logo as far as i know right okay okay interesting and i'm pulling up here if it'll pull up this is the uh the tanfolio witness hunter that's the one that we were talking about earlier that kind of prompted that uh that mc 1911 right oh, yep yeah, and then we'll probably come in and do some lightning cuts and everything once the production on that settles down and ammo, you know, is flowing consistently. Sure. So we'll probably going and doll it up a little bit and change it around and so forth. Right. Well, it's always nice. And I mean, when we were looking uh, just a second ago, I mean, and even if you're looking at the the tank folio uh, page here. You know, everybody's got their own style. You know what I mean? Everybody, you know, some people like the lightning cuts. Some people like the G10. Some people, you know, want the threaded barrel. Some people want it optics ready. And so it makes it, it makes it difficult 
uh, on the production end and maybe even on the importers end, as far as you guys with being able to to handle so many SKUs. You know what I mean? We're going to, in Grisson, uh, we're more and more going to no adapter plate, the slide machine for optics, and then you have basically a, uh, a cover that has a drift adjustable iron sight in it. Mm-hmm. So everything will eventually, I think, in Grisson, except for the regard, because I haven't found a nice way to mount an optics on the regard. But on right. the 1911s and on the MC-20 and MC-9, eventually we're going to be almost everything optics ready or ship with optics. Though mm-hmm. well, that's the trend, and I'm not a big fan of it personally. Um, when you see the new optic, we're going to change your mind. Okay. Well, I look forward. I look forward to that potentially. <laughs> we resolved the problem of finding the dot. Yeah. With the changes we made to the optics, we finished the endurance test, mm-hmm. and we resolved that problem. Right. We, and then actually, the uh, the helper, let's say, is uh, will eventually be even illuminated for night. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the folks out there that are watching and listening, you could go back. I've had Keith on a, a podcast, oh, good Lord, probably a year ago or so. But I think it was back then you were talking about the the optics. And you guys have been really hands-on with making sure that that, that you pick the right manufacturers and the, and the process and all is, is being done right for those optics, right? Yeah, I've been to the factories, helped them. And we don't let anything go on the optics till we've run the endurance test. Even the one that we're getting ready to bring out now, it went through quite a lot of testing. And it was hard to get ammo for testing right mm-hmm. now. But we tested in 9 and 45 from an officer version to a full-size version uh, to a striker fire. You know, we utilized uh, a lot of testing, but getting the ammunition was hard. But that. Right. That optics will, uh, I hope to change your mind on optics. <laughs> right. I'm, I don't, I don't is, mind them. It's not that I mind optics is, and, and I, you know, so a few of the different competitions and, and things I've got, I, I run optics class with that. Um, but I, you know, my eyes haven't really started to go yet in, I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel, I feel more comfortable with the iron sights. It's just, that's, well, that's what I've always used. Wait, wait till you see what we did, and you'll say, <laughs> I understand. Right, right. Now, TJ out there, between TJ and the poor conservatives, they're kind of argued a little bit. He says he's getting too old. He's got to have the optics. And then yep. uh, poor conservative out there says he's 54, and he hates optics. So, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody's everybody got their own thing, I suppose. Uh, I hope to convert a lot of people, and we're actually <laughs> working on some projects where these optics are integral to the slide that the slide actually has a housing for the optics oh wow that's even interesting even yeah. get lower but the first thing you'll see is what we call the far dot and that should start shipping uh full production i hope in march if mm-hmm. not the beginning of april very nice yeah i know that on that um uh, on that mc32 of sport what was interesting um I've never seen, you know, I, part of me was like, okay, well, they, they found an existing optic that was out there and maybe, you know, bought them in bulk and did this. 
I've never seen an optic like that. Um, and when I say that, and I think I mentioned it in one of the videos I did on that MC312 Sport, it's similar to, I won't mention brands or anything, but it's similar to another optic that I, that I enjoy, that I do use, especially on some of my uh, 22 pistols. Um, it's very similar as far as the aesthetics, right? The way it looks, but it's bigger because it goes on the shotgun. So it's, it's physically a bigger sight than that. And I've never, I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's unique. So it sort of speaks to, um, you know, it's one thing it, it speaks to what you said with you guys, you know, taking care and actually, uh, making sure that you're, that you're, picking the right optics and making sure they're designed properly and that sort of stuff rather than just going out and buying a bunch of cheap Chinese junk and, and throwing them on the firearms. Besides that, we mount the optics so it becomes an enhancement. Mm -hmm. A lot of people add optics after the gun has been designed and built. We're changing the way we're building the gun so that on the shotgun that optics is one of the lowest mounting optics and when you lift the gun up or shoulder it it's your it's your field of view you're looking through yep. the optics yep on the new far dot without the adapter plate essentially the same idea you're looking through the optics no longer are you raising your head up to find the optics it's integral to how you hold the firearm right and that's the big change that we're working on and making that part of all the product. Well, let's jump over here real quick and see what else. Cause we, we've talked about the regards here. Um, you know, I was looking at the, the MC nine, um, and especially this is the, I guess this is the match that, um, uh, is on the new arrivals page, but y'all have the, uh, my internet will work properly. Can't get in there. Um, yeah, you guys have the standard in the MC9, and then uh, I'm going to pull up the match because that sucker right there. You will uh, be quite impressed. That that's that looks amazing. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be quite impressed, and some of the shooters that shoot for us will actually start competing with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, from from Grick grip angle to the slide cuts to obviously, you know, obviously upgraded trigger in that, um, quite a bit of a jump when you're, when you're comparing that to just the standard model. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And you look at our pricing and all the features and the amount of testing we do and the quality in the product. It's pretty darn competitive. Yeah, I mean that right there. The the match I've got it set on the match, and I mean we're we're on the website here, and it's showing MSRP at six sixty one, and that's with the optics. Yeah, that's that's with everything that you yeah. see there, which is is that to me that's insane, right? Yeah. Um, that's that pushing any other brand, you would think that would be pushing about a grand by the time at least by the time you get all these upgrades done. So uh, definitely now. Are these the the MC9 and the match? Are those are those coming in at all right now? This all uh, remember the optics held them back. MC9s mm -hmm. without optics, we've shipped. Okay. Okay. Um, just the basic MC9. The next that comes online, and I'd have to go look at the schedule. Are MC9 with optics, the standard, 
and almost the same exact time as MC9 with optics match. Okay. Okay. So in, they're in the works. They're they're getting yeah. here. Just uh, yeah, just takes a little time. No, totally understand that. Remember out there in the uh, live chat, I got questions for uh, myself or uh, Keith. Thanks for thanks for hanging around and hanging out there this morning as we record this podcast. Definitely. Um, now the poor conservatives got a got a question out there, which is interesting. Um, for that for that MC nine or that particular style or platform or or Gerson, uh, any plans you know, for forty caliber? stuff with croissant they already make 40 but that market is very slow in the u.s the gotcha the market is extremely soft right now <laughs> i know i know that poor conservatives don't want to hear that there there's a lot of uh, guys that get in that argument between 40 and 9 or 40 and 10 millimeter i come down in the 10 millimeter camp um you know i i grew up and was shooting 10 millimeter before 40 was ever a thing and then when 40 came out, I didn't understand why. It was like, what's what was wrong with 10 millimeter that they had to make it shorter? And <laughs> I just yeah. I didn't get it. So I've never been I've never been a 40 fan. Uh, but there's a lot of people that that are, and, and especially in the competition world, it seems like yeah. a lot for, of people for are. Years, I mean, for years we sold a lot of 40 uh, from Tampolio, mm -hmm. but I can tell you in the last I would say last two years, 40 has really slowed up. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, as far as the poor conservative out there, but he was talking earlier about um, he's got an elite match. Yep. And I think that's in 40. Yep. Yeah, uh, he could get that in pretty much any caliber. And right. In polio in the competition area, yeah, 40. Um, Gerson is more, you know, the carry gun uh, enjoy shooting weekend gun mm -hmm. and Campoli was off in that competition area you know and trying to uh, be in the upper part of that hunt I guess sure well and and um, and worldwide right with yeah. Folios, not even US but well, I mean I've talked to competitors in South Africa you know all types of other countries that that's their go-to yep a lot of people use Tempoli around the world for competition, and a, and a lot of it, and this is what they this is what they tell me, uh, is just has to do with the importation laws of their particular country. They can get those in, whereas like Smith and Wessons or you know whatever, they they can't get those into the country for whatever reason. I don't know uh, why. I know that when you pick up a Tempolio, it just Feels good, points, shoots. You know, it's just a great, great gun for competition. Bringing them back up here that way, the folks out there, if they want to eyeball those, they can. Um, yeah, we went through, I guess we went through the, the new arrivals here. Um, Not a lot. I mean, we're working on things, but... Mm -hmm. With the current market, I've just been concentrating on trying to get product, you know, in and right. Yeah, get, you know, get what you can, right? What you can, when you can, so to yep. speak. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, completely understand it. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I guess why we haven't talked about why rock. I know that I had um well actually a guy he does a lot of videos and, and stuff like that. Um Defense Dad, if if you guys out there know who I'm who I'm talking about, I believe that's who it was, recently picked up a Windicator. Um and he really really enjoys it. So um, I don't think you can beat him. Right. 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 Not the prettiest girl in the field, but they work. Right. Right. And um, so not a lot. It didn't seem like there's a lot new coming from those guys or those kind of just sticking to the bread and butter. Y-Rock is at at capacity and been that way for years. Um, The newest version of the Windicator is a six inch version. Okay. A little bit different styling in the grip, six inch barrel. that's the extent of something new from them. Right. So they've kind of got their wheelhouse. They've got their uh, production down and all that kind of stuff. And they just kind of, they kind of dance with the one that brought them, so to speak, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's essentially, you know, they don't, not doing a lot different because they're just there. They, what they can produce, they sell. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, just brought up, that's the, uh, that's the 357 Magnum. It looks like they're in the six inch. And that's sexy. <laughs> the uh, almost, uh, I guess that's almost like a vent rib uh, on top, full shroud on the barrel. Um, man, that's a that's a beautiful revolver. Again, uh, what he gives us are sold. Uh, if he increased production on that skew, then we would lose uh, production on another skew. Ah, I got you. I got you. So hard to get your hands on those right now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Whatever, whatever he ships in is sold. It's been <laughs> years. Right. So there you go, guys. If you if you run across one on the used market or something like that, uh, snatch it up because they're hard to get. Yeah, and it's hard to believe. You know, I'm I'm going in there. I'm looking MSRP of four thirty. It's like that's that's a no brainer, right? Yeah. It's like how in the world? Yeah. Simple, dependable design that's been produced for years and years and years. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a beautiful revolver. And I mean, at that at that price point, you can't hardly go wrong. Um, yeah, we got TJ out there. Uh, he said, yeah, that's a sexy sexy gun for the price for conservative. He said he likes the, the Tanfolio better than his uh, Smith & Wesson core. Yeah. Uh, he said both shoot great, but he likes that uh, tank folio better. So, good stuff. Yep. Tank That's what we... Nice, nice product. Poor conservative says, yeah, in 44, that would be perfect. Um, yeah, they only do the Windicator in... They only do it in 357 Magnum? That's it. Yes. He doesn't okay. have a larger frame. We've talked about it. And basically, the answer is... I can do that, but then you'll get less of 357. <laughs> you already sell the, no matter right. what we make, 357s you sell. So. Right. Now, I was looking here at the Bounty Hunter, and I was thinking that it was in 44 Magnum. It comes in 44, 45 Long Colt, and 357. Okay. Yeah, there she is. So for the poor conservative out there, uh, single action, unfortunately, if you're looking for double action, unfortunately, it is a single action. But there's your 44 Magnum option. Uh, man, all the way up to a seven and a half inch barrel on that one, too. That's yeah. crazy. 
and we do it in uh, uh, nickel plated and a case color or just a blue receiver. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of people like the case, you know, the case hardened, the case color for sure. Um, but yeah, those, I don't know, the nickels just, <laughs> just looks good to me. The nickel does. We sell what we get. <laughs> right, right. Well, that, that makes total sense. I mean, I, um, with, with Y rock, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to, have I ever seen one new anyway, you see some used ones every now and then. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen a new one in a store anywhere ever for sale. They come in and they go. <laughs> right. I work right. some of the dealer shows at some of the distributors. And they'll just tell you it's, it comes in their shop and it goes right out. Right. Now, Jacob out there has got a, he's got a good question, I think, for you, Keith. Uh, and it's, it's probably like picking your favorite child or grandchild. But um, out of all the SKUs that, that EAA brings in, what are some of your favorites, at least right now? I really like the uh, MC9 that's coming online with the new optics. Mm-hmm. Um, because my eyes are really starting to uh, not be as good as they once were. <laughs> right. so I really like that. And I really like that new 20 gauge, uh, we call it the optic tactical. Right. Yeah, let's Both see if we can go. I really like on Hampolio, um, the P carry, the witness P carry I like. See if we can find, there's the hunter. Is that the 220 you're talking about? The With 220, the, yes. The yeah, 220. You get a 220 or what's it? 620, I think, is the pump. Right, you know, 60. Like the way that gun came out and the way it's uh, optics mounts and all of it, I really like. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that's a similar, uh, when you're talking about the pistol grip and stock, that's, that's similar on this... Uh, Akar is similar to the Gerson, right? Yeah, we a car did not have a pistol grip stock for twenty gauge, uh-huh. and we brought that out just recently. And we, okay, and it came out very nice. I'm right, very happy with that project, and it's just coming online. Right, yeah, I can't speak to this one, but I know on the on the MC three twelve, very comfortable. I mean, the length of pull, everything's super comfortable on it, and that actually. The idea came from my mom. She She wanted a shotgun because she said, I can't, you know, she said, I barely see that well. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay. And then I came up with the idea of putting the optics in the shotgun, in a home defense, you know, a total package in a smaller Mm -hmm. gauge. Right. That's pretty cool. Now, does she have the pump or the semi-auto? She wanted the semi-auto. She really needs the pump. (laughs) <laughs> she thought she thought she needed that semi-auto though i guess so that's yeah, uh but, you know the problem is if you're not uh holding the gun tight a semi-auto you know is not as reliable as a pump that that this is true right um i'm gonna go over here to the tank folio which one did you say on the tank folio the witness peak carry i think it'd be your far right hand corner is that correct yeah right down here the peak carry yeah so let's bring that one up that 
folks are actually watching. Poor conservative, yes, said, yeah, he uh, almost bought a P match, but he went with the elite instead. Um, but yeah, there's the uh, there's there is, uh, cone lockup. I think we only do 10 millimeter now. I don't think we do anything else. Uh, Two tone. Um, you know, nice rear sight. Full size grip, but compact slide. So I'm I'm stoked right now uh, at looking at this, and there's a reason. I've had I've had some conversations recently with some people. I didn't know this existed. Um, and I mean, I'm sure I've probably seen one, but, um, it, at least it was, you know, not anything that was at the front of my mind. I could tell people about it. And I've had some people in the last month or so ask me about, uh, a 10 millimeter that, uh, you could carry. And this is definitely an option for that. Yeah. It's designed with putting the cone lockup, which we took out of the full-size competition guns. We put it on a compact, you know, upper, and then the full-size grip. So in 10 millimeter, you've got something you can hold on to. Mm -hmm. um, with the cone lockup, it can handle the energy of the 10 millimeter, and it's uh, very accurate because you're locking a tapered, you know, barrel into a slide. Right, right. Well, that is awesome. And yeah, at the, uh, man, even at, you know, you're talking about again, a, a 10 folio and, and, uh, I mean, I, th I think that that name goes with quality. A lot of people, uh, trust that brand and everything. And I mean, good Lord at an MSRP of 710, it's hard to, uh, hard to go wrong with a nice <laughs> concealed carry 10 millimeter option like that. I know I've got, um, not real sure what my witness is. Mine is just a plain Jane uh, all steel frame. See if I can find it here. Probably the P full size. Yep. Uh, P polymer. Uh, oh, is it? Okay, so it's frame. not the. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it'd be the. Uh, you only get that in, I think, wonder finish now. Ah, okay. A lot of skews on Tamfolio over the years because uh, as the prices increase, we decrease the skew count. Ah, okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, so... One or finish right there. Okay. So what I've got is this, but it's the, the black version. And we actually don't even make a black and steel anymore. Wow, okay. Well, I've got a collector's item then, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great It's a great handgun. Um, I can't complain. So, I mean, to take that, um, into the compact form, that's, that's pretty neat. Um, so you have a full size grip, but the shorter slide. And that's what we did on that, that P carry. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And, uh, and I like that. That's one of the things that I liked about looking at that. Let's just go back and see if we can get that, bring that P carry up again. But, um, that's one of the, the issues that I take. One of the things that I always do on my carry um, handguns, it seems like I'm always having to do, is put that grip, those grip extensions on. You know what I mean? Yep. Because I like a full-size grip. I like a full-purchase grip. Um, and most manufacturers, when they shorten the barrel, they shorten the grip. <laughs> and I get it because they're going for a smaller size, right? The smaller overall package, and I get it. That way. 
but um, this gun is designed for carry. Right, right. Yeah, it's a great option. I'm glad we, um, I'm glad you brought that one up and we looked at that. So, um, yeah. So, let's, um, can you think of anything else, Mr. Keith, that? That's, that's pretty much all the new that we're working on right now. Okay. Right now, it's more trying to uh, get product into the marketplace. <laughs> right. Right. And I think most people out there understand that. They're, they're dealing with the, uh, the plight. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you, you talked about with what was going on nowadays. Let me just go, go ahead because we're probably done here and stop the screen share and, and everything. But, you know, you were talking about all the testing that, you know, you guys have to do to put through these to make sure everything's working. And, you know, just, just having to get, just trying to find ammunition for that right now alone, right? Because I'm sure you guys go through thousands of rounds, or you need to anyway, to yeah. test them correctly. Finding the ammunition, and it's expensive. It's oh, yeah. Not, not the way it once was. So what you're saying is, just for everybody else that's out there, you don't have any special friends in the industry or... <laughs> To be able to, to be able to get any special breaks on ammo, you're you're stuck like everybody else. Yeah, I don't get any special pricing breaks. I can I can uh, offer to ship uh, one of our distributors more handguns or something mm -hmm. in return if they get me some. Uh, oh, if they can get you some, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, kind of like you you scratch, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, I guess, yeah. type deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and what's bad is just looking through what we look through there, uh, especially with the Grisson, uh lineup, a lot of 9mm, and that's one of the hardest right now to to get your hands on, it seems like. Yep. So, all right. Well, I'm glad that you uh, was able to join us for a little bit today, Mr. Keith, and talk about all of this. I do appreciate it. Uh, for everybody that is uh, is out there, we were looking at, and you're in your audio world, obviously you weren't able to follow along and look at some of this. So for those that were in the audio world, or if you just bored, uh, maybe you're snowed in or iced in, uh, and you do have internet connection, jump over on eaacorp.com. You can scroll down at the bottom and see all of the the, the new stuff. The uh, uh, what did what did it, what did it say down there? I don't want to misquote, but the new arrival stuff. Uh, you can go check. We talked about all that, and then go check out some of the uh, the other stuff as well. Uh, you guys are on. Obviously, you guys are on Facebook, Mr. Keith, Instagram, yep. pretty much everything as EAA Corp. I believe, right? Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. Uh, anything else? And we're back. We're back on Parlor too now. Yeah, Parlor. I did see that this morning. Parlor is back up. So uh, wonderful. Okay. Well. I want to uh, I want to thank you again, Mr. Keith, for, for jumping thank by. You. For everybody out there in the live chat that asked questions and, and everything this morning, thank you for that as well. I do appreciate it. Uh, and we'll catch you guys on the next CloverTac podcast. Be looking for it when you see it. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.